0: back at the uh, State House in Montpelier. Well, you're getting the latest here, that's for sure. Things are really, um, things are changing here. As you heard, the uh, tax bill may have even been modified since I last saw something on this. So uh, we'll uh, keep you abreast on what the, uh, the latest is here. And you can join us on the program as well at 244-1777, toll-free 877-291-8255. A uh, moment of your time for our friends at Green Mountain Access, if you're looking for an outstanding local Internet service provider. And uh, you can make it our friends at gmavt.net. You can call them toll-free at 1-888-321-0815, one 888 815 on the web at gmavt.net. Third, a uh, division of Waitsfield and Champlain Valley Telecom. If you're in the service area of that company, very much encourage you to speak with them about bundling your package together and into uh, one handy-dandy package. That's uh, Green Mountain Access. Give them a jingle today. You can call them at one 888 On the web at gmavt.net. Coming up next week on the program, Wednesday and Thursday, is uh, the Vermont Business and Industry Expo. We've been uh, broadcasting live from there for, uh, 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 let's see, probably uh, 15 years at this point. So hope you join us for those programs. Usually some very interesting guests on that. Had the uh, pleasure earlier this week of uh, speaking with the relatively new CEO of of um, Ben and Jerry's, uh, about five years now on the job. And uh, in case you missed that interview, we do post-podcasts on that. You can find that at uh, markjohnsonshow.com. And, again, our numbers on the program, if you want to join us, you can at 244-1777, toll-free 877-291-8255. Unfortunately, Lieutenant Governor Scott will not be able to join us the... Uh, Senate is on the floor at this point, so they are uh, they are going to be uh, indisposed. So they will not be uh, uh, not uh, the lieutenant governor will not be joining us. Uh, and again, you can join us at two four four seventeen seventy seven, toll free eight seven seven two nine one eight two five five. Coming up Monday on the program, we talk with the author of a uh, book called Dissent that uh, we'll look at some of uh, the challenges that are being faced in uh, some of the uh, major cities across the country. uh, And uh, we'll focus on that coming up um, uh, at the uh, beginning of the week. 244-1777, that's our local number in central Vermont, toll-free 877-291-8255. Uh, I'm hoping maybe we can get a quick update from uh, the health czar, Lawrence Miller, on where things stand with the uh, change of circumstance and whether or not things are improving with the uh, Vermont Health Connect. Um, uh, Lawrence, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. How are you this morning? I am well. I was just asking the governor about this. He, he said that he remained cautiously optimistic, but it's not. Done yet? Is it? Is this something that you can measure, even in being a quarter done, halfway, or is this? It's either done or not done.
1: Well, we're in the middle of testing. So the development of the components for automated change of circumstance are complete. Um, they're in the testing environment, and they're going back and forth. With an extended series of transactions with the premium processor and the carriers to test each of the elements. And people think of testing as a check. Well, it's not. It's a, you know, you're really trying to stress the system and make sure that any small defects or significant defects are identified. So we're um, a good way uh, through the end to end testing process, um, turning up uh, some small defects that are being corrected. Um, so I, I feel good that we're on track uh, towards the uh, deployment date, but uh, it is testing, and you know you can find something that goes wrong at any time. You hope you find it in testing rather than after you go live. What,
0: what happens if it doesn't work on May thirty first? Is that I mean is that a hard and fast deadline?
1: You know, let's be clear. We're, we expect to receive uh, complete the testing, be able to begin the deployment at the end of the month. Um, We're going from uh, version 3.3.2.7 up to version 3.3.2.10. So this isn't just one software upgrade, it's a series of deployments that the team has to go through. So this could take up to a week to complete the deployment, validate the results um, before the the team starts using uh, the new functionality. so it's, you know, it's not an overnight type of deployment. This is like the larger deployments we've done in the past. Um, so I I do expect then that that will uh, dramatically improve um, change of circumstance for new changes. But it's important to recognize that this isn't flipping a switch on the cases that are, you know, it challenged right now. Still need to go in and reconcile all of those individual cases uh, and complete those. So So it'll be a period of... Uh, many weeks while uh, we move towards a, a full level of customer service that people should expect. How bad is the backlog? Uh, the backlog isn't too too bad. the um, The report, the monthly report, should be on the uh, legislative website today, and people can go take a look at what the stats are. I don't have them right in front of me, um, but we've been bringing uh, down the. Uh, backlog. The 2014 reconciliation is nearly complete. Year-end reconciliation. Um, renewals. Uh, the last of the uh, more challenging renewals are, are getting completed now. Um, and then there's new uh, reconciliation functionality that's coming with this release uh, that will also help with the 2015 reconciliation. So uh, overall there's I think about 5,000 pending changes of circumstance for qualified oh, wow. health plans um, but that queue is much shorter than it's mm-hmm. been. It's a, a much lower number um, than it used to be uh, consistently and uh, they're getting they're getting processed in more quickly. Is there a, could there have been
0: a better way to pitch this idea of the payroll tax and drawing down all this federal money for the Medicaid differential? Uh,
1: I think there's always a better way to communicate. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't yet uh, been I involved with true. anyone who, who <laughs> says, "Oh yeah, you're communicating really well." Um, you know, it's it's the top thing that uh, we deserve as if. Uh, Businesses, for example, you know, employees are always looking for more communication. Um, so there's always a better and managers way. managers are always looking for less. No, well, yeah. <laughs> there's, so I think, you know, you just stipulate that, yes, there's always a way to communicate uh, more effectively. Um, I think the, uh, the complexity of uh, the interrelationships between Medicaid rates, um, medical prices, and premiums is just that challenging Mm -hmm. um and uh as you know we have been moving down uh one path and when we decided not to continue with single-payer we spent a while identifying uh, what were the most critical elements uh uh, for going forward Uh, and you know would, would that we had many more months to focus on, on that and talk to people ahead of the session uh, around those issues. I mean, really with, with something at that level, you prefer to have months working with legislators ahead of the session so that they understand
2: uh, mm-hmm.
1: the, the objectives and have a chance to really uh, work with those issues over an extended period of time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Last question. There is a, there's a
1: study that's going to be
0: done of uh, essentially a single-payer system for primary care. What what do you make of this idea?
1: Well, I think the uh, important thing is to assure that all Vermonters have good access to primary care, and uh, whether or not that's a separate system that's focused on um, paying for primary care a different way, or whether that's uh, ensuring that in in the way that health care delivery is structured in Vermont, all payment streams support a common level of high-quality access to primary care is the question. I think we can get to a place where uh, all vermonters regardless of, of their coverage source, um, have access to a community of, of primary care providers um, and preventive care uh, support. Um, behavioral support, um, all of the things that help avoid acute care where the real expenses come into our health care system.
0: Anything else pass here
1: that the governor's going to sign that has an impact in your world? Um, not that comes immediately to mind. Um, we've really been focused on uh, the various elements of the health care package. Um, support for the Green Mountain Care Board to enhance their regulatory uh, capacity, um, and that happened. And that happened. Um, and how
0: would you how would you characterize that?
1: Uh, well, you know, we've got a very strong, um, but highly centralized uh, uh, medical care uh, system in Vermont. A couple of large players. Um, the closer you are to a uh, uh, monopoly-type market, the stronger regulatory capacity you need. Um, Competition works really well. Uh, Regulated monopolies work really well. It's when you get in the middle (laughs) that you get into trouble. And so I think we're headed towards a place where we've got uh, dominant enough um, providers that our regulatory system needs to Needs to be stronger. So, what? How would? What powers? Additional powers? Do they have? I don't think it's so much a question of powers. It's the question of having a few more positions, um, more money for support, um, and uh, and so they're more the to... maturing in process. You know, it takes a while for a good regulatory body to develop, but. There's, there these are a question of good practices and the, the people to do, it, to do the work.
0: And more guns to sort of keep up with the, the hospitals and the other folks who are pretty
1: deep in personnel. Yeah, they're deep in personnel and they're deep in talent. Um, and so if you're going to unpack somebody's financial plans and really understand them, you've got to have somebody who's, who's really got that capacity to do it. And uh, they're out there but they're not cheap. Thank you for your time this morning. Thank you. Lawrence Miller is
0: the uh, chief of health care here for Vermont. As you heard him mention, things progressing on that uh, health care exchange. Uh, we'll take our final break here before we uh, uh, wrap up shop here. 244-1777 is our local number. Toll free 877-291-8255. A reminder our friends at Jet Service Envelope right up the road here in South Barrie, and uh, you can uh, call them and use their services for any and all printing jobs you need to get done. They're fantastic, and they do quick turnaround time and really professional work. You could try doing this yourself, and you're in uh, office computers, and then uh, you know those big fancy printers that you bought that take up half of uh, half of the office. And then you get into service contracts, all sorts of other things like that. Or you could just simply farm out those projects and have the folks at Jet Service Envelope do it for you. They've got the printing presses ready to go. And you can uh, reach them at 229-9335, 229-9335, and on the web at jetservice-envelope.com. Representative Tony Klein is the chair of the House Natural Resources Committee, um, Tony, good morning. Good morning. We were t- talking earlier. I was asking uh, the Senate President that this energy bill that I know you've been working on has been in a bit of flux. Uh, also, the governor was talking about it, and there seems to be some question that was raised about whether or not the House and the Public Service Department did enough work on this citing question. The the senate president says this is kind of uh, that was not done correctly and he's he's frankly uh, says he's mad about it and is trying to change this bill kind of at the last minute so what happened
2: so what happened was is that first of all this this bill has been in the senate hands uh... since early in the first week that we got back from town meeting break which means that it uh... cleared the crossover date by almost two full weeks so Uh, if the accusation was that we got it to them late, that's just clearly not true. They didn't take this bill up until two and a half weeks ago, which is absurd. Um, so, um... In the beginning of the session, this is a very, very important bill because the, the underlying piece of the bill uh, prevents our electric rates from going up dramatically if we don't change things. Uh, and I think I've discussed that with you yep. in the beginning. That's why it's a, a, a must-pass bill uh we've all known that citing issues are very very difficult they're they're technical one size does not fit all uh there are different landscapes there are different towns there are different needs it's 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 very very complicated sounds simple but it, it's not. Um, I had an agreement with Senator Bray, who is the chair of the Senate Natural Resources Committee from the get go this session that, look, I'm going to send you a clean bill without any of the citing stuff because of the underlying seriousness of of, uh, of the rest of the stuff in the bill. But in the meantime, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my committee take take up the sighting issue and fully vet it. We had nine bills on our, on our wall that dealt with uh, solar sighting, for example. And as soon as we got the bill over to them, we started to, to, to uh, take testimony on uh, trying to solve the, uh, the sighting situation. We took almost three and a half weeks of testimony. Um, we had we had everybody and we had that we had towns with select boards we had individuals our door was never closed that we, we had dozens upon dozens upon dozens of hours um, and it's not an easy issue to write a one-size f- fits all but we were determined to do it and why did we stop we stopped because all of a sudden what was going on in the senate was that people were uh... i think uh... the uh, pro tem stepped in created his own amendments with with uh, with my understanding is absolutely no testimony and 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 no research and was demanding that those amendments be put in the bill and as long as that stuff was going on there there was no sense in, in us continuing our work and and that's where we are today I mean there the, you know there the amendments that are attempting to be put on on this bill at this late hour has uh, the my knowledge has not had one sentence of testimony taken on taken on it is it an attempt to just kill the bill well it certainly has that effect i don't know if that is but it doesn't make sense to kill the bill because <clears throat> excuse me if the bill were to die with with no citing measures in it at all and we're not saying that we can't compromise and come to some uh, consideration on this well then we are where we are today which which uh, a lot of folks are uncomfortable with it and and in and in fact uh... you probably sending a message to developers that says you know the way that the that the that the climate is is changing up there we pretty much probably only have uh, till two thousand seventeen to develop in the state of vermont and as long as there's it was as long as the way the game is being played played today uh, it's pretty easy for us to do it, so let's go do it. So they're really cutting off their nose despite their face.
0: So is this going to pass or not going to pass? What's going to happen here?
2: I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know because you know there was a deadline where we had to to have it in, in order through the normal course of legislative procedure to get it through. That ended last night when they recessed. So we need uh, we need to get a suspension if the if and when they still haven't sent us anything yet. So if and when. They they decide to, to do something we need the cooperation of our uh, House Republicans to get rule suspensions and that's not guaranteed
0: uh yeah I think that's probably a fair statement yeah so have you talked to them about it yet
2: I have I have spoken to them and 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 uh, you know for the most part they know the seriousness of this and 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 to their credit they said that they would at least consider it thank you for your time thank you we'll take our final break of the morning back after this
1: Big news.
0: Granite Hills Credit Union has just lowered our auto loan rate. Now you can buy or refinance a car, motorcycle, or boat with a great fixed rate of 1.99% for 60 months for a new or used vehicle. We've got money to lend right now with this unbelievable low rate of 1.99%. This is a limited time offer that ends on May 22nd, 2015. So you have to act fast. Not a member of Granite Hills? Not a problem. We're open to the community. Act now. Now before our loan special is gone, this low loan rate of 1.99% for a car, motorcycle, or boat ends on May 22nd. And remember, we can help you refinance too. Apply online at GraniteHills.org or call today to take advantage of low loan rates from Granite Hills, your hometown credit union.
1: Union, Brandon Hills Credit Union is an equal housing lender and is federally insured by the NCUA. With so many Medicare drug
0: discount card options, making the right choice is a little overwhelming. That's why you should stop by your local medicine shop pharmacy, 20 South Main Street in Barrie. Our knowledgeable pharmacist will walk you through the plans. They'll find the one that meets your needs and most importantly, saves you money. When you have a trusted medicine shop pharmacist at your disposal, you can make confident decisions about your health care. Treat your health and your budget. Learn more about Medicare drug discount cards from Medicine Shop Pharmacists today at 20 South Main Street in Barron. We, uh, we're back here at the State House. We begin in, uh, the program each and every day uh, with the uh, words of Jim Condon. We heard from him earlier this morning at 9 o'clock. Uh, no deal had been reached yet on the tax bill yet. How's it coming along now at uh, 2 minutes of 11, Jim?
3: Well, there's still some uh, proposals kicking around, Mark. And uh, I think we'll know more a little later on this afternoon. Okay. I wish I could have more information for you, but that's about it.
0: All right. So I mean are there when you say there are number of proposals kicking around, are they I mean uh, is everybody getting close here? I mean
3: uh, it's uh, it's still to be determined. Uh, we we have a target number we're trying to reach. Okay. And uh, you know, luckily it's that number's come down a little bit over the past few days, from thirty five down to thirty. Right. And so that's good. Yeah. I Means five million less in taxes. Yeah. So that's good yeah uh, but uh, we'll we'll have to we'll have to see what the, the conferees can come up with
0: now the governor said that uh, the last I had heard of this Senate proposal that the carve outs on the deduct on on the on the, uh, the charitable deductions and medical the medical he also said that it now is including mortgage but that's not what I'd heard what are you hearing?
3: uh no I hadn't heard that either there's there was one idea I, th- I believe. Uh, I'm not sure how far that's going to go to uh, uh, restrict it to uh, homestead and property only. Okay. Um, there are questions on how actually would you define that and who would be eligible for that and who wouldn't be. Um, hmm. Okay, so to get, like, its second home and, and exactly. f- fifth home owners right. is right. getting awesome. out-of-state out homes, too. So Right. Yeah. Okay. So you think that's got any life? I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, it's, anything's possible still. All right. All right.
0: Thanks, Jim. All right. Jim Condon is on the uh, conference committee that's uh, dealing with the question that we were just talking about, this whole question of, um, of uh, deductions and whether or not they would essentially be uh, capped. Alright folks, uh, I wish we had more conclusive, uh, news for you, but I think we, uh, we plowed some, uh, earth here for you today and hopefully set you up for what is, uh, maybe gonna be the closing of the session coming up, uh, tomorrow. If things, uh, proceed into next week, we of course will be here on the, uh, on the program. Uh, so, uh, we'll keep you, we'll keep you apprised of that. That's gonna be, uh, that'll be, uh, uh, depending on circumstances in the next few hours here at the State House. Thank you very much for joining us on the program today. Thanks for joining us on the program this week. If you missed any of our programs, check us out on the podcast. You can find that at Marchonsonshow.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. Come back and join us same time, same place Monday, would you? Thanks for joining us. This is FM 96.1 WDEV Warren broadcasting from the top of Sugarbush. FM 96.5 in Berry and Montpelier and AM 550 WDEV, Waterbury, Montpelier. AP, radio-